We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello and welcome to Coco Melon. Not Coco Melon. When did we change? Are we Gracie's Corner now? We're Gracie's Bob. Yeah. We're Coco Melon with Gracie's Corner. We're Doc McStuffins. We are having a good time. It's me, Kaya. It's her, Inaya. It's Aaron. It's Blue. And we have got so much to talk about. The first thing that we want to do is welcome you and I want to just personally thank you because you've been riding with us. Come on. Like, I can't even remember, like, when you started messaging us, talking back to us. Like, it didn't feel like we were just, like, talking to the void. It it felt like we finally found the person that we were looking for. And when you finally started responding, we looked at your profile and we were like, oh, my gosh, he's so cool. How does she even, like, listen to us? You're in Italy. You're in Paris. You're in America. You are in Georgia, Florida. Like every literally ultimate influencer, you influence me. You are just such a darling. You're so beautiful. You have such a beautiful life and a beautiful baby. We've been with you on your journey from just a girly to now a mom girly, and we are so proud. To finally have you on the show. Thank you. Exactly. Oh, thank you. That was the sweetest introduction. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I don't remember when I started listening. It was it was near the beginning and I'm obsessed with you guys. You're like a member of the family. Um you have been with me everywhere on so many plane rides on so so many places, especially in Italy, because it feels like some fun black Americans in my house there. So it's really, so you guys feel like family. Guys, she literally messages us and is like, I was playing your episode when I was X, Y, and Z. And then when your baby was born, you're like, I was playing my episode. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, good thing she doesn't speak too much English right now, but I want her to know her aunt and uncle. But you guys are not bad. The only time when I, when she was in newborn and I was in the hospital, um, the only thing that I had put on earmuffs to or like my headphones was the Vanderpump Rules reunion. Then I was, well, this is too much for a baby. <laughs> That's like one of the few things that I was like, oh, I don't think she needs to hear all this, right? In the words of Dr. Heavenly, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Well, okay. So, first of all, if you don't already follow her, you need to. It's simply at N-N-E-Y-A. And I believe you are the ultimate it girl. Like, you are 
Emily in Paris before Emily was in Paris. <laughs> so y'all need to be following her for travel tips um, and fashion tips. And I always see like your guest spots when you work with other brands and I'm very into like commenting and liking that because y'all don't understand engagement is like number one on social media. You are my social media queen, my fashion queen and all that. But the other thing that we absolutely love about you is your love for TV. In addition for your love for traveling, in addition to your love for fashion, and in addition for your love for your man, your man, your man, tell us, like, where are you calling in from right now? Like, where are you located right now? Right now, we are in Brooklyn. Um over here until early December. We're going to go back to Italy for the holidays, for her first holidays over there. But we are calling in from Brooklyn and where I am from. So we're happy to be here. And I was so happy to be in their states. Yes. Yes. I want to know too, what is it like traveling? Because you do it consistently. You like traveling from the Brooklyn area to the Italy area. Um, like the plane ride, I'm, I've gotten used to it. Like if, a, if a plane ride is under five hours, it's like too short for me. Cause I can't get a nap and a good show in. Like I like to be able to do both. And if I, and I fly a lot of Delta. So, and Delta has the hit. Delta has the show. So it's pretty that I'm like used to the travel. Um, and it's always grass. When I'm in Brooklyn, I miss Italy. When I'm in Italy, I miss Brooklyn. So it's kind of like we got the best of both worlds. So you are literally by country. What what is that called when you're you when you live in two countries? Like by Atlantic, I like to call it. By Atlantic. That's so <laughs> iconic that I didn't even know the word. I just made that up. I don't know if something like Verley would say. <laughs> by Atlantic. It sounds better than it sounds like treating it. Yeah, it sounds right. So I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah, so we're by Atlantic. We have our friend here, like, well, no, our cousin here for a short time. But we want to let you guys know that now that we finally set it up, now that we're on a new network, now that we're on YouTube, that we will be having her back multiple times. So don't worry if this just seems you want to check in and say hello. Okay, so how did we even get into being... I call you a travel influencer. Obviously, you're a little bit of everything, but how did you get into influencing? Oh, I got into influencing through my travel writing, actually. So back in the day, I was like, I guess what you would call a tastemaker. That's like dates myself. That's what they used to call them. And I helped start Teen Vogue magazine. I was a founding contributor of it when I was in high school. So I was like, when you would read the magazines and they would be like, my friends love shopping vintage and Anaya from Brooklyn said, I would be the person like sourcing the girls, things like that. And during school breaks after school, I would go to the Condé Nast offices and I was like, hey, I don't like, I don't have a job, but can I intern? And that was pretty awesome. And it was kind of, I think I was in college when The Hills was starting and all of that stuff when it started to really pop off. What was it, Laguna Beach before then? So yeah. that's when I was like, okay, this is cool. Maybe I want to work in fashion, see what see what it is. But every job I took, I knew that I was taking the job because I love traveling. 
like I started working at Topshop and my boss was like, oh, we're opening X, Y, and Z in Brazil. And I was like, oh, I can learn Portuguese. I, I, need, I realized like I was taking these fashion jobs because I like to travel and I've always liked writing. So I got into travel writing through a friend asking me, would I be willing to write an article on a place that I would go to a lot in Mexico? One travel job led to the other and I started to write for these big travel publications. Um, but on the travel trips, I often found on these press trips, I found I was the only one that looked like me. And um, especially I found it one of like the places that it stood out was like, I think when I was going to Jamaica, my family's from Jamaica. And whenever we would go to the West Indies, I was like, it's a lot of old white men telling the stories of brown and black people. And it was really interesting because I was writing these articles as well. But if you picked up Condé Nast Traveler, you might not know. And it was when social media was popping off. Instagram was starting to be a thing. And I started to just put online where I was and that I was the person who wrote the articles. And people started to reach out to me because like from studying, I think kids studying abroad, that was one of the first people that I was like, Oh, okay, this is something when they're like, is it safe for my daughter to study abroad in Italy? Did you deal with any racism there? Things like that. And I realized the power of the people seeing who me, that I was a black woman writing these stories and telling these stories. And I thought it was a really cool way to share like the people, the communities that I love and that I'm passionate about and have that perspective of it because still travel is pretty old school and traditional and it's something that's so important now and so that's kind of the roundabout way of how I got started and, and why I really like social media that I'll I'll still do both but when you know when you're on the trip with old school journalists they can be like really bougie and look down on influencing and I'm like no you're the problem because this is the future uh, and you're not trying to connect with people that are actually traveling and it's cool because a lot of tourism boards and travel brands are starting to see that and realize that. And they really like that immediate connect connection with their audience. So, yeah, that's a little bit about how I got into it. That is amazing. Like you got in on the ground floor when it comes to that era of, you know, writing me social media, which is amazing. Um, you covered multiple things that I was going to ask you about, you know, being a black woman in travel already, like, cause I was, you're obviously used to explaining everything like you did so perfectly. I don't want to ask you one question is like, what would you say to people? And I would say even us, like you we were hesitant to, you know, to RoboCon. I went by myself the first time and the second time we went all the way. And then that, that was huge for us to go from, cause we're in South Florida to go from South Florida to Vegas as two people who don't travel a lot, who don't go on an airplane, who are black. I can't even imagine thinking about going transatlantic to just right. another country in general. Like, right. what would you say to black people about, that are nervous to really travel to different countries? I think it's just as in, I understand being nervous and I would never say like, don't be nervous because there's a lot of anti-blackness and racism there. Um, the things I do like to say, especially to black Americans is like, we're from America, whereas with, it's just kind of the boldest it's going to get in a lot of that sense. Yes. 
<laughs> Carter, we <laughs> know. My skin can shake. It's holding the thing with microaggressions, things like that. But I, I still have those fears. Like I'm right now, I'm writing about a trip that I took to Mississippi, and I took it with my white girlfriend, and I was not really sure about traveling to Mississippi as a black woman. I'm a black woman from the north. Um, yeah, I just wasn't really sure about that, and then it reminds me that me thinking that discounts all like the black the black stories that are there and the progress and the imprint that black people have made there and so you know when i was saying i was going to mississippi like most of the people that said why are you going there we're black people and it's like well we're there and black people there run tourism outlets they run hotels on there's thriving black communities there and so that perception cuts so cuts off and like I like to say we're out there we're out there in Italy there are black Italians there are black French people and like it's it's I think it's a welcoming community too that when we find us when we're traveling it's like like hey cousin and so that's really cool too to be able to connect with that that always happens no matter where you go when you do spot another black person there's kind of like that unwritten understanding and acknowledgement so that is so dope to know that it goes you know both ways and i think that's what's so great about social media too because a lot of the time we do not know about these people like in italy and mississippi right because i'm just going um a lot of my opinions are based off of what my mom tells me so if i don't about going to mississippi or something it's like no there Exactly, exactly. And I totally agree with you. And it's just, and and it's such a shame. And so that's why also why I love um, social media because you can able, you can just check it out. And also why I love reality shows because I, I was right. like, I'm going to Mississippi, let me watch some Bell Collective. Right, <laughs> exactly. I've watched every, like, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was in Vegas when we were in Vegas. So I was like, let me rewatch this episode of Beverly Hills or like when they take a trip overseas I'm like oh okay if that I know the housewives are obviously they have a little level of protection but at the end these are seven black women in an international country with cameras around them which makes them even more of a target so they can do it then we can do it so black people just go okay obviously protect yourself as as well as you can uh but Go. I don't know if you watch Basketball Wise, but wasn't it in Amsterdam when Malaysia threw that table at Jennifer? It was. And nobody said a thing. <laughs> because do you want a table thrown at you, man? Like, <laughs> you, I also want to know, too, because it's, it was on my mind. Like, when you said Team Bo, did y'all cover, like, that high school musical Disney Channel era with, like, Ashley Tisdale and the red carpet and, like, the clothes that didn't really make sense. Right. Also, yeah. It yeah. still influences a lot of my, like, I'll still do a t-shirt and a bustier. Why? Because I'm a Team Bo girl. <laughs> it makes sense now. And at the time, I'm like, what is this? Like, why did it look like she just woke up? It was fashion forward. <laughs> they were ahead of their time. They were. These things. They- <laughs> It was a lot, but yeah, it was, and like those such long tank tops, <laughs> right? Like, where do you even find those? 
they're just so long there's so many like Misha Barton was that girl back in the day and so and even like seeing that basically it was me in New York and then there was a woman in LA Jazzy and we were like and, she, and we were the, the black girls of Team Vogue on each coast and so you know I was in these spaces that I was like I'm the only black person in this room um from a young age and it's kind of like I thought well well what am I going to do with this and how am I and like I really only saw like a Naomi Campbell and who was vocal in magazines to look up to in the fashion industry and so like so much of that has changed there's so many amazing women editor-in-chiefs in the fashion industry um and men and like I'm, I'm so happy that that that's finally changed because it took a while too yeah so I always ask people who are in the fashion industry, do you love or do you hate 13 going on 30? <laughs> the movie? Yeah. Hey, what was how do you how did you feel about just like this little girl? She was 13. She wanted to be 30 so bad. And then now even every time one of my friends turns 30 and when I turn 30, that's, it's going to be 30 flirty and thriving like I'm going to work at right. a magazine. I don't know how but I'm going to work at a magazine I'm going to be 30 I'm going to be flirty I'm going to be thriving yeah and it just gives you this sense of I'm just a girl in New York working for a magazine trying to change the world one Louis Vuitton at a time how do you feel about 13 going on 30 that's true I didn't even think about that and I actually find it more relatable than like say a devil wears product right right actually you're totally right i never even thought about that movie in that sense i know that every everyone quotes devil wears prada and like yeah they use it as the like magazine movie but me i'm like this is a little bit much like yeah girl working at like cosmo is you know uh, realistic to me a good one for that is um oh yeah her name was Andy in the movie uh Kate what was it was it like ten yeah ten days yeah I felt like that was a cool realistic experience of working at a Cosmo okay so I I and I also like thirteen going on thirty I never really thought about that but you're right yes yes I have to rewatch that I like magazine movies I'll name them yes. And there's like even the shows like uh, the Ugly Betty of it all. <laughs> Love. They just never know what to do with a, a woman that's successful, so they're like, she works at a magazine. Magazine. Exactly. Sucks in the city. She works. She's a writer and she works at a magazine. As a magazine. Exactly. And I'm just like, that's why I was like, okay, so I guess if I live long enough, I will be 30 and I will work at a magazine and my yeah. life will be fabulous. But Carrie was irresponsible. Like, Carrie I was horrible. She was terrible. She's she, the worst of the fool. She was terrible with money. Like, I'm like, you need to pay rent. Like, you, you bought She was like, sometimes I would buy Vogue because I feel like it fed me more than food. Like, girl, if you don't suck so I'm like, you better go eat a meal. <laughs> Shut up and have some bread. Yeah. Well, okay. So I do want to get in really quickly. Like, what are you watching right now? This is not the Bravo episode. We'll okay. have you back for Bravo. Okay. Because okay? we got to get into which. Yeah. Um. But what are you watching right now that you love? I know you told me, and then this is everyone that I know, even the black people. They're like, we're watching the Gilded Age. I have not started it. Love the Gilded Age, and 
then my mom was not interested in the Gilded Age. And then she walks past, she sees black characters. And then suddenly she puts <laughs> the hand on the hip looking at the TV like, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. So then she's like, all right, let's see. So I'm loving the Gilded Age right now, Blue. What else are we watching? Blue, yeah. Watch all the things. So we watch all the things. Like she's really into Stanley Tucci's Italy. So we've been rewatching that. Um, the Crown is coming, is back now. So I'm about to binge that like over Thanksgiving weekend. That's such uh, a perfect like Thanksgiving watch too. Right. And it's, I, I didn't love the last season. Do you guys watch it? I don't watch it, but I keep up with it because I want to know when Diana comes and Diana's exactly. Diana is here. She's but last season she was here. I didn't love it. I think it's because it's hitting a little bit too. Like I mean, I don't really remember her from when I was a kid, but it's hitting too close to home. Like two current events, and I watch like all those Diana documentaries. Yeah. So that so I'm loving that. I love. Yeah, I'll watch like most. I'll. Mm, I wouldn't watch most reality shows. Like, I don't love dancing shows. I'm not a big dancing or dating person. Not so, dating? Not really dating. Like, I don't love a Love Island. Like, I'll watch, like, two episodes. But, yeah, it doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't hold it for me. Um, I started last, this past weekend, Basketball Wives Orlando. Um, because I am, am an Evelyn Lozada fangirl. <laughs> oh, you're a team Evelyn. As a New Yorker, like she is that girl to me, and I just can't quit her. Just can't quit her. No, that's fair. Even when she's in the wrong, it's her hoop earrings, it's her Tim's. Like she's just that girl for me. So I'm, yeah, I'm a t- I'm Team Evelyn. Um, not really when she's fighting. I just like it's kind of like how I'm I'm like a tree hugger, and I know that they're she's wrong. That's fair. No, it's fine. Love I get it. And you know, like, oh, you're a tree hugger, tree hugger, and you're like, you're like, I'll for my girl, tree. I have a Well, the way she loves her daughters, you can't give her daughters. Yeah. She'll do anything for them, and I admire that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, I'm watching, I'll try, I'll try most shows. Like, when I was in labor, I was having my husband tell me the plot of love. Yellowstone because I was there watching it and he was watching me in the hospital room. It was so bad because <laughs> yeah, when it was like it was so bad that last part was so bad. I was so mad because I'm like Aaron, I'm covering Yellowstone on Bravo Weird Black. I don't care. Like you're gonna start watching it. It's gonna be so good. I watched a few episodes of it and I wanted to cry because it, I don't know what happened. Oh, it started. Well, that's terrible. I was so embarrassed, bro. Right. But I'll admit, too, I tried to, I didn't watch the regular one. I tried to watch the one. Oh, look, from lady. Yeah, I want to say it was that one. And there were some episodes where I paid attention. Yeah. But I think once I got to, like, the third, I was just, like, knocked out, like, hard down snoring. And I woke up and I'm like, shit, like. Where did the time go? And the thing about wherever Yellowstone like streams, they will literally just keep streaming. Like they won't stop and ask you if you're watching it or not. (laughs) I'm gonna say it was Peacock for the regular and then for the the one that we were just talking about, that's Paramount Plus. Yeah. They'll be like, Oh, I roll those ads, bitch. That's Paramount Plus. Right. And then something that I watched like three 
times recently is the show Deadlock on Amazon Prime. Um, a friend recommended it and it's amazing. It's like this Australian or no, New Zealand um, cop drama murder mystery. And my friend that recommended it, she thinks Amazon recommended it to her because it was under Black Stories. <laughs> and it was showing, well, it was showing the the indigenous um, New Zealand population. Oh. They're, they're Black. And there was this like woman and she looks like maybe she's indigenous, maybe she's not. And she's like, well, you guys are rooting me because I'm a Black woman. And I was, it's a Black woman. Interesting. So. But it's a really good woman. Yeah, it hooked me in. It was a really cool show. And I I definitely recommend it. It's really funny and it's witty. And it's like a group. Uh, it's like a queer community in this town versus this old fishing community. It's really good. So I definitely recommend that. And I'm, yeah, I'm collecting stuff for, like you said, Thanksgiving weekend. So that is good to know. But before we quickly like wrap up your session, we do want to know, Blue, like what are you watching? She's watching a Coco Melon. What else are you watching? Miss Rachel, is she good? Miss Rachel? She slowly turned her head around. When you, she was not like... Not at all. She was like, no. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I'm done. No more. She's like something in a milk ain't clean, literally. What about Married to Medicine? She, well, she actually loves a Married to Medicine. She just started it. And my mom... Um, like she'll be fussing and then she'll she quiets down and my mom and my husband are like it's not right how much this little girl loves bravo <laughs> and in particularly black women on bravo <laughs> from the mouth of the babe you guys you have to married to medicine and dead blog and i want to start the gilded age i think that's the one that i want to take from you yeah, because you have gotten me into it. Your mom has gotten me into it, and we yeah. want to thank you for coming on. But we're not going to make this outro too complicated because we're going to have you back on as soon as possible to talk Bravo. Okay, not wait. I cannot wait. And I watch because of you guys and Kendrick. I actually watch all of the Marvel things. So, like, yeah, my husband was super happy when I got into Marvel, and it was because of you guys. Like he was trying to get me to watch things forever and then you would do a recap and I was like, what is this Suicide Squad thing? It's like, yes. It's Harley Quinn. I know like we kind of just be talking shit, but Kendrick, he really, yeah. Down to I literally talk. make up things. I'm like, yes. Oh, the X-Men of DC. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, well, that woman, yes. The best movie of all time. Absolutely. Yeah, but, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm like, what's that? I'm like, what's that thing with Samuel? I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. It's invasion. So I'm going to give you an assignment. Try to go and see the marbles if you can. Or, you know, okay. some people would say torrent it. But, you know, I wouldn't say that because I, you know. But I'm not saying. Not it's yet. Not. It just came out. Okay. Okay, maybe we can go. Oh, she passed out. Since <laughs> <laughs> she heard the marbles, I was like, bye, mom. <laughs> like, bye, she grew. Okay, my love. Yeah. But well, it, yeah, I'm seeing both of you. Um, we'll be in the DMs because we DM you all regardless. And we'll have you on literally as soon as possible. And thank you for coming. God bless you and your beautiful baby. And have a great Thanksgiving. 
good. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Such a great interview with someone that we've been wanting to talk to for so long. And we also got a special guest appearance. So you guys are feeling really special right now. Obviously, this Wednesday pop culture episode and we still want to get into a few things before we sign off um what do you want to talk about first i know last week we were very much into catching up on everything that we didn't get to talk about because of the BravoCon craziness this year will be i mean not this year this week will be a little bit more of that what have you been watching i have been y'all i finished the family business finally i wrapped season four and when I say, from is it our season complete? No, it's it's just four seasons that are out right now. They're actually working on the fifth season, so we we should be getting that probably at the beginning of next year, is what I'm thinking. But you know, BT is a little bit different because you never know. Sometimes they'll just drop something, and then all of a sudden, like you'll see it. That's kind of how it was, and and that's how I found. But like the plot in this season's plot and how they kidnapped LC who was the main guy and it was Larry it was his brother who kidnapped him and then at the end they ended up not killing Larry like once they found out who kidnapped LC they rescued him and they did not kill Larry but I felt like he deserved to die and also you find out because he kidnapped his brother yeah, but sometimes family trip and kidnap. Let me tell you, and the reason why he wanted to do it was because he was in like this mental hospital and he wanted his brother to feel what he felt because he felt like he was locked up. They just put him in there and they left him there. And that's, that's actually what it was. They did do that. See? Like not to, not to make it seem like, you know, he doesn't have his trauma and stuff. See? But I'm like... Why are you deciding to do this right now when they're like nope. working on this side mission? Yeah. They kill Sasha Duncan off. That's another thing that really pissed me off. Who plays and, her? And that is KJ Smith, the girl from um, Sisters. Oh. And she's also going to host that Color Purple thing. If you see her, you would know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But she's like the main, she's the lead in Sisters. Mm-hmm. But she played. Um, yeah, what's her name? I already left, forgot. Me? Oh, yeah. Sasha. And then Paris is played by Batwoman, the girl who plays Batwoman. The scrapped Batwoman that they literally threw away for tax purposes? Oh, they can't the it? That is actually on CW. That was- Oh, yeah, the one that's on CW. Oh, okay. So the one that I was referring to was the one from DC that they refused to release. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, she's the she's the black uh, Batwoman. So okay. she's on there as Paris Duncan. And Paris, yeah, Paris returns once Sasha gets killed off. She returns by coming to her funeral. So we get a revival from Paris. And then you find out that one of the sons 
who's married to uh what's her name from ambition robin given not robin givens but the other one that's like daddy is dead oh oh rondell i forgot her real name rondell is literally on family business when god would real daddy but daddy is dead i did i was surprised <laughs> I think it's on stars right now, but it probably is on group. They put it on a bunch of uh free and yeah. other like like black and that shit is everywhere. A bunch of places is streaming ambitions. It only has one season, but it stars Robin Gibbons and it is the cat. It is. And this show I really think that you would get if, if you like the haves and the have not, yeah. And you like you're gonna like this show. Like the acting and how they sometimes overact when they emphasize their curse words, like everything about this show is so good. But at the end, you find out that one of the sons that, and he's supposed to be a Duncan, he's actually Lisa Ray's son. You find that out towards the end. So it's like a big scandal. And that's how they leave it. It's like a cliffhanger. I think that you talked to me because this is like your third time. I'm telling you. You literally start, you literally let us know when they first put it on Netflix. That's how I even like saw it was because it has to be a good show because when it hit Netflix, it answered the top 10. And you know how hard it is to be mm-hmm. top 10 if you're not a Netflix show. Because Netflix is like me. If I own this streaming service, all of my shit's going to be in the top 10. But somehow it says Carl Webber's business. Yes. Okay. Yes. Somehow that shows in the top 10. For- and it's in there for a reason. It's in there for a reason. And the thing that kind of threw me off was because I'm like, you know, with the Carl Webber stuff, you just. I don't know. Not familiarly. I wasn't. Carl Webber. He's this author. So he writes a lot of these uh, black books and. They actually turn them into series sometimes. Like he he has another show that's out, and I want to say it's playing now, but it's called The Black Hamptons. No, they it started in twenty twenty two. Oh, but like, right? Maybe it's on we. I know it's on BT Plus. Like they call it like a um. It was early, it did it have Black China on it? Yes, it has Black China, Elise Neal. Black, and then all black is like a combination with we TV because I remember yeah. like even anytime you watch Love After Lockup, they'll be like it's now streaming on all black, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's a little racist, but okay. And then I'll be watching like Mama June, and they're like, you can watch all episodes of Mama June on, on all black. And it's and they when I say they don't lie, like I literally subscribe to all black because they had another show called A, a House Divided. And that was with Lisa Ray and Demetria McKinley from Housewives of Bell. And now, really, and Parker McKenna, um, who was on College Hill, the celebrity College Hill. College Hill, she was on yeah. uh, Tubi movie. She was Katie on My- Oh, yeah. Like, I'm telling you, and the only thing with the Black Hamptons, I'll be honest, you know, I got to keep it real with y'all. I would say it's not my type of show. Like I tried to watch it. I think it'll lose. It's like they are it, it, it like they're trying there's this family they're and they live in the Hamptons. I think like, because 
business, it's not that it's too bougie because the family business is kind of similar. But I think it's that they're trying to copy off of the family business's formula and it's not the family business cat. Because when you get the family business, you get Chippy Duncan, which is the mama from half and half. And when I say that, she's what makes the show. But uh, here we have Vanessa Bell Calloway, who I want to say she's from coming, she's from uh, coming to America. Yeah, I want to say she's the the lead girl in coming to America. One of the lead girls. Wow, legend, honestly. Yeah, but she, I mean, she's. I, I don't want to take away from her. She's good, but I, mm, I just wanna... no, you just took away with them. Yeah, I and it, it's like three to four episodes, so you're not. It's not longevity. Like you're not going to get what you get from the family business. You get four seats with the family yeah. business. Well, you know what? I think that the Hampton show just started not long ago. So sometimes you have to wait. You have to come back like on a third season to see if it even lasts a third season. Because I remember that. Um, ABC and I think that was like Fox. They both had two lunches last year that I was actually like watching and I was into it. I think like Morris Chestnut was on one of them, and then yeah. there was like Yaya, Yaya from uh, Yaya, it's Yaya DeCosta. Yeah, the, she was on one of them, and then what like they aired the season and then it was like oh canceled like you're not, i know which one you're talking about because i just seen something about that on twitter earlier like, and i think we were gonna watch it and then they said it was canceled you don't have to give these shows like yeah. the wait until they get greenlit for a season three and then that's when you start going into it because but i kind of like the formula that bet plus is doing now where with carl weber for example and the, the black hamptons it's like it was renewed and the new season is going to premiere in december i just looked up but they'll give you like a three four episode trial like the first season will be three or four episodes and then you kind of you see what happens you see how the audience takes it and, and how the audience is receiving it yeah, and then they'll renew it for another season. Now, with the family business, I felt like they could have did that. But with this show, it's kind of like a slow burn, so you don't really get into the meat and potatoes. It's like somebody needs to die the first episode. She's correct. That's just how it has to go. Like, mm -hmm. they need some something needs to happen. Some shit needs to shake. In the first episode, it has to go off. Or else people are gonna like not really pay attention. Now with the family business, I, the first episode I was like, nay, nay. but the second episode I was like, okay, I'm just gonna watch. I always yeah, that's so rule. Like you have to give any show three episodes. And was that here? No, that was on my um my old podcast suck, which you can still find streaming. Which we talked about Succession, which is now mm -hmm. over. Shout out to. Succession, that was a good ass show. HBO, y'all did y'all motherfucking thing on that shit. But me and Jay, me and Jay had the theory that like it's always the third episode of a season and the eighth episode where you yeah. really get story and and shock and like that thing that's gonna hold you. Season finales, of course, everyone is expecting all these things to pop off from the season finale. 
Like if you go to any series, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, like you can go in succession, you can go into episode three and you'll see yeah. that this is like, you're, you're gonna know if you're gonna like the show or not. And then episode eight is when it's like, okay, this is really set or really like screwed something up for uh, the show. And it really just like brings you in. So I always see it on, well, this is when it's like a 10 episode show. Some episodes are more, some, um, I mean, some uh, series are more, some series are less, but episode three is always like the killer. Like, are you going to like the show or not? I always give it. And that's fair. I'm telling you, you're going to like the show. You're going to start watching and then you're going to recognize people and you're like, oh, I know where they're from. I know where they're from. Because a lot of these people in this show are from like our childhood shows like Half and Half. Right. CW shows like The Game. You'll see somebody that was an extra in the game and you're like, oh, I recognize them. So it's very random, but it's it's like, it's really good. The casting is good. Carl, Carl Weber is definitely doing the thing. I, I like seeing his name. Like, it's not just the family business. Like, you're going to know this Carl Weber. Weber. Family, just in case they try to remake it. Produced, shot, directed. Yeah. Side. He's like, I'm the man with the plan. I'm the man behind all of this. When I was in school, I did the presentations. I did all the work. Yeah, Kale Wilson fucking did it. Kale Wilson did this slide. Kale yeah. Wilson did other slide. Wilson also sourced all of these from Wikipedia. But I, I'm so glad that you finished it because you were talking about it every week, and I kind of wanted to see when would it end or would you lose interest in it, and you didn't lose interest in it. So that shows me what a good show that it is because one thing about you you'll start a show that you'll stop it in the middle like it's nothing yeah i definitely will don't just say that and just be fine with it well it's true it's true so i'm not watching anything as serious as the family business right now trust me you guys will know because i'll probably like force you guys to watch it with me but I told you guys after we finished Gen V that Invincible is a show that came up. And basically it's Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, they produced a show that's based on a comic. I should really get to know these comic book writers and producers like names. But when I see a name that I recognize, that's who I associate with plus plays a character in the show. But Invincible is basically about it's this boy. We meet him. He hasn't got his powers yet, but in the first episode, he gets his powers. Um, his dad ends up being from another planet, kind of like Superman. He's the baddest bitch there is. Like you can't do anything to him. You can't you can't physically like hurt him. Like he'll get beat up, but he's literally like fine two minutes later. Um, so you think that, you know, his dad is a superhero because he's saving people, you know, like in the, the first half of the episode, at least. But then at the end, I think of the first episode is when it happens or if it's not, I'm spoiling it for you. Uh, he kills the guardians of the globe. He kills all of them. And they're basically like the, one of the groups that are protectors. And, you know, there's different people who have different powers. So he literally just goes crazy. He looks like a zombie when he's doing it. That's why he 
So he just black, well, he seemingly blacks out and he kills the guardians of the gold, but rips their head apart, burns the like, just fucks them up. And I'm just like, and they leave you, they have perfect timing with this show because something will happen and they just start rolling the credits and you are sitting there with your thoughts, but then there's an after credit. And um, they even do like, I don't know what you call it, like a before credit scene. So the show is called Invincible. So like, it'll be playing the episode and someone will be like, oh, you know, I just want to be, and then it'll be like Invincible. So everything that they say, it'll say Invincible. And then the and the credits start rolling, it'll say Invincible. Anyways, he beats their ass, he kills all of them. So then obviously, you know, the people who regulate the superhero people, um, I'm wondering, they, they're left wondering what happened because he made it so, uh, he, you know, like I told you that like, you can't really hurt him. He basically beat himself up to make it seem less obvious that someone killed all the guardians of the globe. So they find them in, I guess, like a warehouse and they find him along with them. So he's a little sneaky bitch because he's like, oh no, I got and little do they know, he's the one who killed them. So he doesn't even say anything about it. So they take him home. His dad's worried. The wife is worried. Um, and, you know, the guy, he, the, the son, he gets his powers. He's training the son. The son, obviously, he has, like, regular, everyday teenager problems because he's in high school, about to go to college. And then he also has, like, uh, what, am I, what if I'm not as good to my dad? And they're like, tell that his dad is a little bit just disgusted with him because he's not as strong as him yet and i'm like damn like he just got his powers like chill the fuck out um but long story short they could have made this shit like two episodes but whatever i had a good time the first season everyone finds out that the dad killed them on purpose and they're like why and he he has a backstory of well i come from like it's not with the k I don't know what it's called. I don't want to say Kryptonian because I think that's just Superman. Y'all know who I am with, uh, mm -hmm. like, I would literally be like, he comes from literally, like, no, he comes from a different planet. And basically, back in the day, all the people on the planet fought, fought with each other. And the people who were left were the rulers of the planet because they wanted to weed out all the weak people. So all right. left on that planet are people just like the dad who is uh, Omni-Man. That's his name. So Omni-Man is like, yeah, so I come from a place that's like kill or be killed. And guess what? You, we're here on Earth and we're going to kill half the people on Earth and only the strong will survive. And the boy, Mark, aka Invincible, he's like, something must have come over you. So he's trying to like shake them like dad how do i help you this isn't you you wouldn't say this and the dad is like oh no i need it so he's like dead ass serious he's like we're coming on earth when i kill half of the people and we're gonna take over earth and that is in your nature and like the most savage thing that happens during the whole season and that would make i would basically pass away heard this they're all watching, like the mom and the people who control the superheroes, they're watching this uh, fallout happen and they sent someone to go and fight Omni-Man. Now they know like what his plans are because they find out that he killed the Guardians of the Globe after doing an investigation. So that's why um, Mark came and confronted him. 
But he was like, well, what do you mean you despise humans, that humans are weak and all this shit? And he was like, don't you love mom? Because he, he's lived basically 18 years of his life with the mom and a family. So he goes, I love your mother, but she's more of a pet to me. And I was like, what the hell? I push out your big-headed ass, super-powered son, and you call me a pet? Like, I would have had to fight him myself. I don't care. Like, I would have literally had to go and beat some ass. But she was she was watching it, and she was just so shocked because she's like, this is not the person that I married. She knew that he was a superhero, but she didn't know that he was, like, a, a psycho. And then he's, he basically, like, takes his son, and he, like, kills a bunch of people by basically, like, sliding through a tree, like, making... Because he's so... He's strong as, like, his dad, so... He put him in front of a train and the train split and he was like splitting people in half. It's like very, very gory. Um, and he was just like, I'm just gonna make you kill all these people until you agree to take over this planet with me. And he like beats up his son, tries to beat him into submission and tries to show him like he's not gonna stop until, you know, he agrees to do it. This is on Amazon Prime, you guys. And he asked him, he's like, in 500 years, what are you going to have? And he's like, I'll have you. And I guess that appealed to not his human side because he clearly is not human at all, but it appealed to him as a father in general. And he just flies off. We don't know where the fuck he went, maybe back to his home planet, maybe somewhere else. Um, but that's how the first season ends. Is like he finds out that his dad is terrible and he sees his mom as a pet and he thinks that all humans are weak and that he's half whatever these people are. That shit's so good. So right now the second season is out. I think it comes out right. We're on an episode where he goes to college and he finally has a girl with his dreams. He finally told her that he's a superhero and guess what? She's played by Sazi B from that whole world yeah depending on where you know her from um the the voice acting is in it is amazing because it's a bunch of people that you know and obviously Seth Rogen plays this guy called Alan the Alien it's hilarious and um on the third episode at the very very end you guys he is Mark basically it's called a very special mission because he didn't want to join like a superhero group but he did want to just help out and be a superhero. So they're like, okay, we need someone to go to space and, you know, help us with the mission. There's a people that are in need. There's like 46 billion people that need your help. So he's like, ah, okay, like I'll grow and I'll help. We find out that it's his dad that summoned him. And that's at the end of the episode. And when I cannot wait to see what happened, it's called Invincible. You guys check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. There's a new episode every Friday. And it's very cool. And hopefully, after they like air this season, they tell us exactly when the boys is coming back because all this stuff, like Jin B, the boys, and Vince, yeah. it's making me crave like more. And there's there's nothing coming out anytime soon because I just saw the Marvels. Loki just ended. The next thing I think we have is Echo. So right now, since it's the holiday season, I'm rewatching Hawkeye, which could be um, considered like a holiday. Right. 
set around Christmas. I'm watching Hawkeye. So you guys can watch that. And yeah, so it is, it's a good time, you guys. I didn't think that I would ever be interested in these things, but my tastes have changed a lot since the pandemic when it comes to the kind of shows that I'll watch. I'm surprised too, because I know you don't like gore. Like you don't like a lot of blood and all that stuff. I don't. That's why when I was forced to watch The Boys, I was like, what the fuck made this show? But then it was just so funny. So and I'm like, if I can sit through The Boys, then I can sit through gory things. I just can't sit through scary things. Because that's how I've been yeah. through movies, too. Like, you can give me Halloween, Scream, and all that stuff. I can do that. But if you put me paranormal activity and, like, that's just the years. Yeah. It's not the two Uh what was it? Red Red um What was that movie that just came out last year? Uh-uh. I'm not watching that. That that's Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise, yeah. Now that was something else. That whole movie, I'm like, oh my God. Are we gonna see what? I think I think I did hear something about that. I know that it, I can't imagine how it would be the maybe they're actually gonna do a prequel. That's what I would assume because they did have something that happened at the beginning. So it's so, like I you know I was kinda interested in it. So I'm like hopefully they go back to like wrap that up and explain because it was just too much. Even hearing about it, I had to pray after. I was like, and you know, I can I can really sit through anything, but that I was like, this is just a lot. You know, it's weird though the the fact that like we used to me and Paul, me and Pauline used to try to get you to watch Sabrina, and you were like, this is, and I'm like, Sabrina, please. Because it's just a whole bunch of witchcraft and sorcery. But like, Dead Rise was a bunch of dead people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I think it was just the talk. And Sabrina wasn't even gory, but it was just like the vibe just, that I... Right, summoning demons and summoning demons. Yeah. Going to hell and my boyfriend is thinking... Like, it was her in the forest, like, in the middle with that sign on the ground and then, like, I, it was just too much. And then the, the, the book start opening. I'm like, close them. No, yeah. Like, when I see a bunch of pentagrams, I'm like, okay, this will be later. Turn that off. Not in here. Don't do that. Don't, don't, those, don't let those spirits in here. Okay. Well, just ending this episode, we just want to wish you guys a good turkey day. We want you to watch a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about. Uh, one of my traditions, like whether it's either Thanksgiving or Christmas, is literally to go to the movies. So you guys should go to the movies if you have nothing else to do. Like if you guys aren't cooking, if you don't have anyone's house to go to, or if you want to pass time until it's time to eat the turkey, you should go to the movies because, uh, what do you call it? The songbirds, you know is out which is the hunger games the hunger, the hunger games like prequel and i heard that that was actually i don't know samaj told me that it wasn't really that good a prequel but that's something to watch 
also if you have any like younger people that are going with you the new trolls um movie is out <laughs> i kind of want to see it not gonna lie i want i want to see it but i want to pay for my seat isn't isn't that the one with the family and she's like yeah my cousin like the fact that they've been advertising that forever too because that came out like they were showing that it was like trolls and it was trolls world tour and then they knew the promo for this one immediately yeah like oh okay that's what i was talking i was talking about world tour because she's like you know we're gonna go on the tour together and do a concert and you're my cousin and i'm like i'm really more of a hotel transylvania girl but yeah so obviously have a good time eat a lot we love you so much uh we want you to dm us let us know what y'all eating and who's cooking let us know who burnt the mac and cheese let us oh also in your family argues the rules of this podcast is you must go live go yeah and tag us because we want to see Please. it again i want to say if your family is arguing on thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving. Please go live and tag us. We will watch. Um, but we love you. Bye. Bye, y'all. A Huda Media Production.